This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to episode number 50, the big five zero. I cannot believe it, but I am so thrilled that I have had you as a listener in my circle for nearly one full year. I am grateful for you and just really enjoy what I am able to do through the lens of the podcast. So thank you so much for being a great listener and an active participant in our conversation within the Ops Authority podcast. So I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and today we are talking about something that's really important to me, and it's super timely. You may or may not know, but I spend a portion of my time in my business and a portion of the revenue in my business comes from helping individual six and seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs hire their support team. And so in doing that, I see lots and lots of people who come to interviews and I see the screenings. I see, you know, I'm a part of the entire process. And so as I'm doing this, I just wanted to pop in here and let you guys know, since my listeners are always looking for the next best opportunity, then I wanted to make sure that I come in here and give you guys a heads up on best practices that are happening, but also to just help you. Maybe there's something in, I'm positive there's something in this episode that's going to help you move yourself forward, not only from a personal development perspective, but also professionally. So Go ahead and listen in today. If you are going to be applying or if you are applying for positions, I need you to hear every single minute of this episode because these are the tips, the, I won't even say tricks. This is the tips and the minimum that you should be doing if you are going to put yourself in the job market. So lots of people that are listening here today are in the contractor or freelancer space. So you're going to always be looking for new positions. And when you see something, I want you to be ready to be able to apply and apply with confidence. And Today, we're going to cover everything that you need before the interview and then showing up for the interview and then maybe just a little bit something after the interview. So thank you so much for being here. Episode number 50, where we're talking all about how to master your next online interview. As with anything worth doing, you've got to have a plan and you've got to prepare. I'm going to share some of the things that I've seen, some of the things that I have watched and just, oh man, they just hurt my heart to watch great quality people be absolutely disqualified over some of the things that we're going to talk about today. So every single one of these has a story attached to it. Of course, I'm not going to come here and share all of that. I'm telling you that every single one of these needs to be done if you are putting yourself in the job market. Remember, it's not just about 
how great you are and how wonderful your service is, what your personality looks like, what your experiences are. You won't ever have the opportunity to flex that muscle or show up or show off unless you get through the interview process. So this is extremely important for your professional development. Stay tuned, listen in, and here are the biggest things that I'm seeing in the online space. And here we go. First of all, I want you to prepare. You're going to prepare by looking at your social media. Ladies, we're in a day and age where any job that you apply for, even in your own world, what is the very first thing you do? You probably go to Facebook or LinkedIn and you search this person's name with a few keywords. So maybe I will say, Operations Natalie Gingrich, or maybe I'll just search for Natalie Gingrich and see what comes up. It's not a super common name, so maybe I'll do that. Every single person is going to do this, so make sure that you look at your social media. And I'm not saying this outside of your common sense, like don't be posting ridiculous things on social, but remember if you have, depending on what your tolerance is and what you practice and what you do on social, you may want to lock down your page because your employer is going to look at your personal page. So either lock it down or make sure that you were representing yourself in the way that you would want someone new to your circle to see you. And then your business page. I hope that you have, in the minimum, a Facebook business page. When you go there, I want that page to be a great representation of your best work. So it's not enough to just have the page. You need to go there and you need to look and put some time into that page. This is not the episode where I'm gonna tell you every single thing you need to do on that page. It doesn't have to look and feel a certain way, but you can do a few really easy things to make yourself seem like a no-brainer candidate, at least to peak enough interest to where they continue to look. So you're going to want to fill out all of the demographic information on there. You're definitely going to want the link to your website. Your about section needs to be really, really well done. You need to make sure it's consistent. I know a lot of times we are pivoting and we just forget and omit that bio section in a lot of different ways, but make sure that it is current on all your platforms but specifically on the ones that people are going to search, such as LinkedIn and Facebook. The other thing, speaking of LinkedIn, make sure that your profile is robust. Make sure it's up to date. Make sure that your best work is highlighted underneath each of the opportunities that you have had or each of the experiences that you have had. That is something that a lot of people miss. And more and more, I am hearing that my clients are going directly to LinkedIn. They're doing both. They're going to Facebook to kind of see what your personal life looks like, what your values look like. And then they're going to LinkedIn to validate your professional background. So make sure that that LinkedIn profile is up to date. I will be having a guest on here to help us with getting that LinkedIn profile built up. But for now, just go there, clean it up, make sure that it accurately represents who you are. Next, go to your website. On your website, you probably have an about page. Maybe it's a work with me page, but go to that about page. And again, you're making sure that your biography is up to date. Your introduction is ready to go. And someone who comes here is not reading 
something inconsistent. So if they're going to go to the about page, it should have the same bio or at least something similar to your Facebook and your, your Facebook business page and your LinkedIn profile does. So always make sure that that is up to date. Usually on an about page, it gives you a lot more space and a lot more liberty to talk more about professional and personal. So if that's something that feels good to you and that represents you and your values, take that opportunity, take the real estate, the space on that page to explain a lot about yourself as well. Remember, a good match in the small business space is going to have a really strong connection to your values. One of the easiest ways to get in the door with an entrepreneur in a small business is to share the same value set. So you want to show those things off. On the contrary, if the person that you're looking at doesn't share the same values, it should be a red flag because there will be conflict that is going to be, you know, there's going to be conflict in general, like let's be honest. (laughs) But one of the things that can minimize that amount of conflict is to have a matching value set, or at least an overlapping one. The last thing is from the preparation phase, you know when you get on that call, so you go through the screening process and you're selected to come into either a screening interview or a final interview, you can bet your bottom dollar that they are going to ask you to introduce yourself. I want you to script this out. I want you to practice it. I want you to know exactly what you're going to say. Of course, I want it to be a natural statement, but I definitely want you to prepare. So I have recently been doing rounds and rounds and rounds of interviews, and you would be awfully surprised at the number of people who make it to a final interview and introduce themselves by fumbling their words. This is the most predictable question that you're going to have in an interview, and I want you to nail it. Alrighty, the next thing you can do to prepare is to, I'm going to use the word stalk, but you are going to stalk that company. You're going to stalk the person you're going to do what they're doing to you. So I want you to spend that time. Lots of times I am hiring for operational or support staff. So lots of directors of operations, operations managers, community managers, and we are detailed types. So follow that exact same pattern you follow for everything else and do your fact-finding. Hop into the website, look on their social, look on all the platforms, but I really, really want you to understand exactly what they offer. I want you to learn about the leader. So if you can start to understand what their values are, what their progression in business has been, it's going to help you in the interview. It's going to naturally come up that you have done the research that it takes, and that shows us a lot on the hiring side. I want you to learn about their offers. You've got to do way more than just kind of breeze over their homepage. I want you to dive into the offers that they currently serve. This is a question I ask all the time. I ask people to give me feedback on the offers that we have. And when I say we, it's like as I'm representing the company that's hiring. So When I do that, you would be surprised how many people have no idea what the company does. They may know like their mission from their homepage, but they don't know how they actually make money. And that's one of the easiest qualifying questions that I can see and do 
to understand if they have done any research on their part or if they're just kind of riding the wave. So make sure, especially if I'm the hiring manager, that you are looking not only at the leader in the business, but also the offers. Because if you can understand the offers, your ability to create a conversation, to create solutions, to customized solutions during the interview are 100 fold. As you're looking through that, I want you to find opportunities in there. So if we're talking about an offer that they have and they have a, let's say that they have a membership site and they are launching, you know, two times a year, you've been able to pick this up by looking at their social. You also, you know, have validated this on their website. As you're looking at the way that maybe they've marketed this or maybe the way that they're onboarding, anything that you can see from the outside, even if it's already being done, but I want you to strut your stuff. When you see that they have a membership site, I want you to pull on all the history that you have in membership sites, whether that was as a participant or as a project manager, whatever role that you have had. But I want you to come to that interview and say, hey, here are some best practices that I have seen in running membership sites. That way, the person on the other end of the line knows that not only have you done your research, but you are already seeing yourself in this role. So that is something that I love to see. That's super proactive. It's also solution-oriented. Every single person who is hiring right now is looking for solutions, regardless of the level, whether it's entry level, mid-level, senior level, we are looking for solutions. We want someone that we can trust to come up with something on their own. We want people to tap on the leader as little as possible, and we want to see the integrity behind that. So come to that interview, having reviewed the company, you know about the leader, you understand the offers, and you see how you and your skill set can fit into those offers. I want you to showcase yourself and be prepared by the time we get on that interview. Alrighty, now all of what I have said so far, that's enough to get you considered for the final round. If you want to go to that final round and know that you are hands down going to be a standout candidate, I want you to do the following. Before you get on the interview, I want you to review the job description. This is such a difference maker. You're going to see what skill sets, what responsibilities, what kind of person that these people are looking for, that the hiring company is looking for. So you're going to want to review that. You're going to want to reflect that language back to them in your conversation. Here is the game changer. If you can come to that interview and you know what you are going to provide back to that company, if you are selected, what would be your 30-day goals? Now, if you can do this and you can articulate this in the interview, you will be a standout candidate. You know why? We as the hiring company and me as the hiring manager, I am always trying to understand and piece together what the return on investment is going to be by going with you versus going with somebody else. So it's not difficult to find solid candidates. At the end of the day, we have to figure out we're looking at values, we're looking at skills. And then I, on my behalf, from the hiring manager perspective, 
I am really looking to see if we can get a return on investment on this role. So if we're going to pay you $1,000 a month, can this person bring in $1,000 worth of time, effort, or energy back to this business? And so if you come to that interview and you say, by selecting me, I will get X, Y, and Z done at 30 days, you are showing somebody that you care about the return to them. So this is a game changer. I see it so rarely done, but this is something that will set you apart. I challenge you to do this starting today with the next interview that you are going to go into. How do you plan? And when you're doing this, I want you to think about it to yourself. How do you plan to provide a return on investment from the role that you are in? And sometimes this is going to come through, you know, on the marketing side, it's pretty easy because if you get so many leads and you can, you know, put some systems in place that's going to allow for that, then of course you get your return through the sale. On the operations side, it's a little bit more difficult, but how much time are you saving? How much profit is within those processes and systems that you are going to set up? Are we going to be able to minimize the time that other people are spending in the business because we are going to create more efficient systems? You don't have to know numbers because you may not have exposure to the full team, but I do want you to know what you are going to do, what goals you have for yourself within the first 30 days. And extra, extra bonus points if you can do 30, 60, 90-day goals. Remember when you are filling, this is a super sly tip, but when you are filling out an application, I want you to screenshot the application and your answers. I want you to review those before you get into an interview situation. There's a lot of situational questions that are going to come up in a written document, and I want you to be refreshed because I want you to leverage the answers that you provided. And so sometimes there can be three weeks, four weeks, six weeks between the time that you filled out that application to the time that you actually show up on an interview. So I want you to be fresh. So make sure, this is again, (laughs) super sly, but make sure that you record those interview questions and your responses. Lots of times they don't have it set up to where you're going to get a copy of those responses. So I would just go ahead and take the time, screenshot those answers as you're putting them in there. All right, so now it's time to go to the interview. You've gotten all the notifications and you are showing up. Ladies, I cannot stress this enough. If you have done everything that I have talked about so far, you are going to be a standout candidate. Do not disqualify yourself by showing up unprofessionally. I am placing people who appear like leaders who show up with ownership and professionalism. If you don't do that, there is a great chance that you will not be selected. I cannot change this. I can remove as much bias as possible. But when we show up to an interview, you have got to look professional. Know who it is that you're interviewing for. And I'm going to give you guys some truth talk really quick. I know that a lot of people that are listening today work in the online space. We work from our homes. We take pride in working in our yoga pants. And that is absolutely fine. That is not absolutely fine for meeting your future employer. 
Think about if you're going to a networking event in your hometown. So you see an organization is doing a networking event. You go, you do not put on your yoga pants to go to that event. You want to look your best. You are making an impression. And there is nothing, absolutely nothing different. It's actually more important to look your best because if you look your best, you're going to feel good. You're going to interview much better and you are going to show up as your best self. All very, very important in the interview process. I cannot stress this enough. I am seeing people look extremely lackadaisical when it comes to getting to the interview, the face-to-face Zoom interview, which is almost always going to be required. You're either going to meet somebody face-to-face or you're going to be doing a face-to-face live video in at least the final round. So when you come to those interviews, I want you to look professional. What does professional look like? It comes with your hair done. Be aware of your background. I want you to absolutely have a clean background. A messy background is going to lead the leader to feeling and thinking that you have a messy business or you tolerate messes. And so I know that sounds crazy, but the messy background has gotten really out of hand. I know that we're at home. Honestly, I would rather you do this interview from your car to control that than sitting in front of a bed unmade or a a really messy room. Please. Also, next thing, I know we work from home. We take lots of pride from working from home. In an interview situation, if you've got kids coming in and out of the room, that tells the leader that you're not going to have clear, focused working time. So you need to make sure that your environment is 100% clear when you go onto that call. Schedule the call at a time where your people are quiet, your people are, are not home, and you can do this in a focused way. I can't stress enough the importance of showing up to the interview as a professional. We are hiring leaders. If we have four people that are all in the final round, I promise you they're all qualified because we've already done the screenings. But the person who looks the most professional is very likely going to have a bias at the end. So minimize this. Put yourself in the best, best place and show up just like you would go to a networking event or as you would go to a conference. What are the clothes that you would wear to go to a conference? Would you do your hair and makeup to go to a conference? Then absolutely do your hair and makeup to hop onto an interview. Now, I'm not saying you have to look like a Barbie doll. I'm not saying you have to get your hair done. So don't don't take that extreme here. I'm telling you that impressions matter and the more professional you can appear, the easier it is to have this conversation, to really dig in. I have seen final interviews where the leaders that I am hiring for have a complete, we have a script. And the way that they perform that script to somebody who looks professional is very different than the way that they look with somebody who's got a room full of toys, kids coming in and out, internet not being consistent. Trust me, you've already done the hard work come to this just as professionally as you would going to a local networking event. And lastly, whatever it takes, do some jumping jacks, get some energy. When you hop onto that call, 
I know that you may be nervous, but I need to see energy. I need to see passion. I need to see excitement. I know some of the things that we talked about before, making sure that you can show your value to the business is really important. Having your introduction ready to go, knowing what your 30-day goals are for this position, but match that with super high energy. Again, we are looking for the people who are passionate about our businesses, who we can see can slide in here and can share a little bit of our zest for the business with us. And you can easily do that by coming with high energy, by doing the research that we've talked about today, showing up as a polished candidate. And really, if you do all of this, you will be a candidate that we cannot refuse. So I hope that this has been helpful with every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast. I want to give you an ops activity of the week. As you're listening to this, I know that you're going to be applying for positions. And honestly, ladies, the number of positions that are coming through is the volume is crazy. I think a lot of this is the economy moving more in the online space. But secondly, a lot of these businesses are getting their idle and PPP loans and they are reinvesting that in their people. So we are seeing team expansion on the rise. The ops activity of this week is to, very first thing I talked about, look at your social. Look at your business page, specifically your business page. This activity is looking at your business page, making sure that your bio is there, making sure that all of the information that you want there is there. Update your graphics, update the bio, the website, your dates and service, any contact information that you have. I want you this week to make sure with episode number 50 being released before episode number 51 comes out, I want you to make sure that your business Facebook page is tidied up. That is your ops activity of this week. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back here with episode number 51 next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.